0: The first day of Senior Bowl practices is in the books and Kristen Jones and Savandre Sweat were identified as clear winners on day one. You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your host. Today's episode of Locked on Longhorns is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers join today. You'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. On today's episode of Locked on Longhorns, we are talking Senior Bowl. We are talking pre-draft, right? In the first and second segment, Kristen Jones and Tavondre Sweat identified as clear winners on day one of Senior Bowl practices. And in the last segment, where will players like Byron Murphy, right? Adonai Mitchell, JT Sanders, Xavier Worthy, Jonathan Brooks go in the NFL draft. I give you my projections, all of that and more on today's episode of Locked On Longhorns Park of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I think coming into this 2023 season, we had high expectations for the Texas football team. And the biggest reason for that was all of the talent on the roster, right? I think most Texas fans said that, this was the most talented Texas team that we had had in over a decade. And we got confirmation bias for that during the season, right? Because we were able to go into Alabama and win that game in week two. I guess a top five Alabama team. We won the Big 12 as every Texas fan thought that we should. And we made the college football playoffs, right? We were one of the four best teams in college football in the 2023 season. And I think as we get further and further into the pre-draft process, we'll get even more confirmation bias that this was the most talented football team we have fielded at the 40 acres in over a decade. When you look at it, I think at least eight players from this 2023 roster will be drafted in the 2024 NFL draft and up to 10 players could be drafted from that Texas football team, the 2023 roster, which is huge, right? I think it'd be huge for any program to have eight to 10 players drafted, especially for a program like Texas, who hasn't had much recent success. We did good in last year's draft, but hasn't had much recent success in terms of getting players to the league. Right. And so, you know, this draft class and just what we're doing on the field at the university of Texas is going to go a long way in terms of eliminating that perception. That's been hanging over the 40 acres for a while. When you look at, um, you know, the pre-draft process right now and what's going on, you know, they say the draft starts at Mo- in mobile, right? Mobile, Alabama, uh, Byron Murphy was scheduled to participate in the senior bowl, but he's nursing a late season injury. Um, and so he will not be participating, probably won't see him until the combine and pro days, but Kristen Jones and Tavandre sweat are at the senior bowl. And they had really nice performances in day one. And then Ryan Watts is currently at the shrine bowl, you know, doing his best to elevate his draft stock as well. We're going to start with Kristen Jones. Um, who was identified as one of the clear winners on day one, right? And was our starting right tackle this season. Listed at 6'5", 318 pounds with 34 and 7'8 arms and almost a 7-foot wingspan. Uh, Doesn't really mean a lot to me, (laughs) you know, but all of the NFL scouts and NFL personnel were uh, happy with those measurements, right? His current projection, when you look at it, you know, I would say coming into the season, I would say Christian Jones was probably, you know, identified as somebody who would be picked in the fifth round or later, right? Probably fifth round was, you know, probably the ceiling. You know, and then I think throughout the season, he probably played his way, you know, uh, up to maybe a fourth or fifth round pick, but probably kind of stuck in the fourth. Right. If not taken in the fifth. Now, the latest intel is that he is trending up towards the third round. Right. So I remember a time at the University of Texas where. Christian Jones being drafted wasn't even a thought. Right. And now we're looking at him possibly being a day two pick in the NFL draft, which is crazy. So, you know, all the credit in the world for Kristen Jones for turning it around and, and, and changing the narrative and all the credit in the world for Kyle Flood. Right. Because I've had Kristen Jones on the show and he's attributed Kyle Flood a hundred percent right into his turnaround at the 40 acres. And almost every outlet or observer had Kristen Jones as one of the biggest winners on day one. And what was impressive to me is he showed positional versatility, right? He took snaps at right tackle and right guard, right? And we know that's what, you know, Kyle flood values, right? Putting the five best offensive linemen on the football field. And, you know, Kristen Jones played left tackle for Texas. He played right tackle for Texas and he's showing, you know, that he can perform at a high level at right guard as well. Right. He was identified as having, uh, some of the best one-on-one sessions of the offensive lineman at senior bowl day one. And he was able to match up with some of the top pass rushers in the country. Right. So he went against Darius Robinson in a one-on-one set for Missouri and Robinson made a great spin move, right? It was a beautiful spin move, but Jones handled it beautifully, uh, mirrored him really well and stayed in front of him. Right. It was a clear win for uh Christian Jones, definitely his best rep of the day. And one that has scouts buzzing about Jones potential, right? That might've been the rep that got that third round talk buzzing. Right. Um, Miles Cole from Texas Tech, who Christian Jones, you know, went against earlier in the season when Texas beat Texas Tech by 50. And Jones won multiple reps against Cole, right? No surprise because he won those reps earlier in the season when we won by 50, right? But he did a really good job of mirroring his moves and staying staying in front of him with strong hand placement. He went against Justin, I'm not going to butcher his name, uh, from Alabama, a defensive lineman. A clear win for Christian Jones. Defender tried to bull rush him and ended up on the ground, right? So he showed good strength um, and good feet there. Marcus Harris from Auburn. This was the only loss or L I can put on Kristen Jones resume uh, from day one of senior bowl practices. But I do have to add the context that Kristen Jones was at right guard. Right. We know he's used to playing further out either at left or right tackle. They had him inside at guard. So that could be a reason uh, that, you know, Marcus Harris was able to put a nice win move on him, get inside and get to the proverbial quarterback. Right. That wasn't standing there. So, um like I said, this was definitely a win for Marcus Harris. This was a rep that uh, Kristen Jones lost, but I do have to add the context that he was playing at right guard. He's not necessarily used to playing that position at this point. And then Javante Gene Baptiste from Notre Dame. This was a clear win for Kristen Jones as well, who handled a bull rush from Gene Baptiste. So I would say out of seven one-on-one sets that I saw from Kristen Jones, he won six of them clearly. And the one that he lost, he was playing out of position. Right. Or playing at a position he's not used to playing at right guard. When we look at some of the quotes that came out about Christian Jones from day one of senior bowl practices, this is from Zach Selby, who covers the Washington Commanders, who are looking uh, to take an offensive tackle in the draft or making that position a priority. One of the clear winners of the day was Christian Jones, a six foot five, 318 pound tackle out of Texas. Jones shined in pass protection, showing clean footwork, a strong punch and physicality. Jones excelled at mirroring edge defenders and keeping himself between would-be tacklers and the quarterback. He matched up against Missouri's Darius Robinson on the final rep of one-on-one pass protection and was not fooled by Robinson's spin move. Once again, that's Zach Selby, who covers the Washington Commanders. And then we have another quote from Nick Filato, who covers the New York Giants. Right? We're keeping it in the NFC East. <laughs> Jones had some of the more impressive one-on-one reps on Tuesday, which says a lot about the offensive line's performance. The lightness of his feet combined with his strength and reactive quickness was on full display in several plays. The Longhorn tackle only allowed one sack and 11 pressures in 2023, with a total of 75 pressures and 13 sacks surrendered in his career. He is an older prospect who has committed 29 penalties through his time at Texas. But Jones has experience at both left and right tackle, and he has played most of his career at right tackle the 2,492 snaps. But he did start at left tackle in 2021 with a total of 722 career snaps on the left side. So every outlet I, I saw, you know, every article I read, everything I saw on Twitter, they had Christian Jones as one of the clear winners on day one of senior bowl practices. And like I said, all the credit to in the world to Kyle Flood, all the credit in the world to Christian Jones, who is now trending to be a lock for the fourth round and could possibly sneak into being a day two pick in the NFL draft going in the third round. All right, quick word from our sponsors, and then we get into the Outland Trophy winner, the best defensive lineman in the country this year, Sir Andre Sweat. How did he perform in day one of senior bowl practices? Today's episode of Locked on Longhorns is brought to you by FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks and placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a dub or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown. How many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit slash locked on to sign up. That's Fanduel.com. locked on. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sportsbook partner of National Football League. And just real quick on the NFL side, you know, for the third straight game, you can get Patrick Mahomes as an underdog. That's all I'm saying. For the third straight game, you can get Patrick Mahomes as an underdog. They used to say, don't bet against Brady. Don't bet against Mahomes. (laughs) Three straight games, Patrick Mahomes as an underdog. Just saying, I don't know how many times I got to say it. (laughs) Take advantage. All right. So Tamandre Sweat was the Outland Trophy winner. Right. He's the best interior, you know, lineman in the country um best defensive lineman in the country all american and uh the best defensive player in the big 12 right because he won the defensive player of the year and um he had a really strong day in day one of senior bowl practices as well now he did decide not to weigh in right so i think there's going to be a lot of attention on what he weighs in at the combine and you know i'm not sure why he decided not to weigh in you know but hopefully you know he's comfortable with where he weighs at the combine and you know it's a measurement that you know will uh Benefit him in the eyes of NFL scouts and NFL executives, but he's 6'4". He had 33 and 5'8", arms and an 81 inch wingspan. Like I said, doesn't mean a lot to me, but, you know, the NFL scouts, NFL executives that are, you know, betting their franchise, I guess, in some form or fashion on Tavondre Sweat need to know it. Um, Current projection, I think I've seen anywhere between the second and fourth round for Tavondre Sweat currently. I've seen some people that think he should be a late first rounder. I've seen some people that think he's pretty much settled into the second round. And I think some people have some concerns about, you know, if he's a three down player. And I think those are the people that have him, uh, you know, in the third or fourth round. Right. Um, And he didn't have as much buzz that Christian Jones had in day one of uh, senior bowl practices. Uh, I think everybody, like I said, I saw was talking about Kristen Jones. You can search his name on Twitter, search Kristen Jones, senior bowl, and you'll see, you know, just how many people were buzzing about his performance. But uh Tavondre Sweat, you know, definitely had a, a, a positive day one performance as well. So when you look at it, I couldn't find as many clips. I was able to find all seven clips of Christian Jones performances and uh, one on one reps, but I couldn't find too many. I only saw two uh, one on one reps with to Sweat. Now, he did go against Leighton Robinson from Texas A&M, and he manhandled him, right, on a rep, pushing him well into the pocket before throwing him down. Um, And then he also matched up with Andrew Rain from Oklahoma, right? They did a good job of making sure Tavadre Sweat went against two of our biggest rivals, right, or players from two of our biggest rival schools. He matched up with Andrew Rain from Oklahoma on a rep. Sweat, you know, with his natural power, was able to push Rain back a bit. But for the most part, Andrew Rain held his own, right? So I'm not sure if uh andrew rain won that rep, but it was definitely a push right i don't think anybody won it um some of the quotes that came out about tarondre sweat you know at 6'4 and around 350 pounds Tarandre sweat is a physical specimen an absolute mammoth the texas standout is impossible to move and he eats up running lanes another one sweat is a wall that cannot be run through or around he can create a massive amount of power and has a surprising amount of burst for his size As you would expect for a man of his measurements, sweat isn't the most athletic of prospects, but his technique, his power and his skill moves more than compensate for it. That's from Pro Football Network. And then Dane Brugler from The Athletic. He has such a rare mix of power and quickness for a player his size. Now, I know a lot of people are questioning why somebody who was clearly the best defensive lineman in the country this year and was an All-American, is being talked about being a second to fourth round pick when defensive tackle is such a premium position in the National Football League. And a lot of what I've read and a lot of what I've seen from NFL people are that there are real question marks about Tavandre Sweat's pass rush ability and his ability to be a three down player at his size. And I'm obviously biased, right? You know, I followed Tavandre Sweat his entire career, right? From high school to, uh, you know, the University of Texas. And I've seen the progression and development and I've seen him be an absolute dog, you know, this entire season, right? And I think regardless of what situation you put Tavandre Sweat in, regardless of what down you put Tavandre Sweat on the field, he's going to make an impact. So, I do think, you know, a lot of scouts, you know, and and I'm not saying I know more football than them, right? A lot of them have forgotten more football than I'll ever know. But a lot of people seem to think that there is legitimate concerns about uh, you know, his pass rush potential at the next level, right? That he may just be a first and second down run stopper for somebody you take off the field on third down in obvious passing situations. Like I said, I'm biased, but I have to disagree with that. <laughs> I think Tavandre Sweat, regardless of what situation you put him in, regardless of what down you put him on the field, he will make an impact. But I think that's also the reason why even though Tavondre Sweat had a better season than Byron Murphy, they were both dominant this year, but Tavondre Sweat had a little bit better season than Byron Murphy. Byron Murphy is being projected higher on almost every mock draft and outlet than Tavondre Sweat because there is real three down, you know, pass rush and run stopping potential with Byron Murphy that, you know, the NFL season acknowledges. Whereas with Tavondre Sweat, they're more so looking at him as a two down run stopper right now. So uh, Tavondre Sweat definitely had a great performance uh, on day one of senior bowl practices. I expect him to continue to perform well on day one. Hopefully he weighs in you know, at a comfortable measurement at the NFL Combine. But yeah, I think we could see, you know, Andre Sweat be a third or fourth round pick, all because there are doubts about his pass rush potential, doubts that I think eventually he'll prove wrong at the next level. A quick word from our sponsors, and then I get into my NFL draft projections where I think all 10 Longhorns possibly will go in the NFL draft. All right, today's episode of Locked on Longhorns is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we talk just for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if myself, one of my family members, a significant other, co-worker, a friend, just anybody I knew, or one of my kids, I don't have kids, right? One of your kids got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication they needed. But thankfully, we'll all be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinuses, skin infections, among others among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to jacemedical.com and use offer code locked on to get $20 off your order. All right. As mentioned in the first segment, I think we are a lock to see eight players uh, selected in the upcoming NFL draft and up to 10 players. Could be selected uh, for in the NFL draft, which is, you know, obviously really good for those players, but, you know, really good for the long term health, you know, the Texas program. Right. Because it goes a long way if it doesn't squash it completely, uh, you know, it goes a long way towards, you know, getting rid of that narrative that we're not putting players in the league. And, you know, Texas players aren't performing at a high level in the league because, you know, you saw uh, B. John Robinson, what he was able to do this past year. Uh, he's a rookie of the year candidate. And I think a lot of these eight to 10 players that are going to get drafted in this year's draft will be some of the best players in the league at their positions moving forward. So when I look at current draft projections, where I think these players will go just based on what we've heard thus far, obviously we have a still, you know, a long way to go to April till we get to the NFL draft, but just based on what we're hearing right now, this is where I think we could expect, you know, these forever longhorns to go. Byron Murphy seems like he's becoming a lot to go in the first round. I think Byron Murphy will be a first-round pick. Uh, defensive tackle was a really important position, and as I mentioned in the last segment, uh, you know everybody on the NFL side that's looked at Byron Murphy thinks he has legitimate three-down potential. Right, somebody who can be a dominant run stopper on first and second, you know, run downs whenever they run the ball, and on obvious passing downs, is somebody who can make an you know pass rush impact and get to the quarterback uh, from the interior on the defensive line, right? And he has great burst, great leverage, amazing hands and amazing athleticism for his size, right? So he does have all the potential to do everything at that defensive tackle position at a high level. And like I said, Byron Murphy seems like he's becoming a lot to go in the first round, but of course, you know, the rest of the draft process, pro days and combines will go a long way towards solidifying that. I think Adonai Mitchell will be a top 40 pick. I think he eventually goes in uh, the first round, but I'm hedging my bet a little bit and saying he'll be a top 40 pick. This is a really strong receiver draft, But it's also a strong quarterback draft. Right. So I think you're going to see a lot of quarterbacks and wide receivers go in the first round. But I'm not sure where Adonai Mitchell is viewed consensus amongst those wide receivers. Right. So I could see a scenario where 32 players get drafted and Adonai Mitchell is not one of them, but he's still a top 40 pick. Right. I don't think there's any way that we go into day two, and he's not one of the first picks in the second round. So I think Adonai Mitchell has proved himself to be one of the best wide receivers in the country, even in a really strong wide receiver draft, and I think he'll be a top 40 pick. I'm hedging my bet there, but I do think he finds his way into the first round, even if it's at the end. I think JT Sanders and Xavier Worthy will be second-round picks. right? I know a lot of people uh, think that JT Sanders could maybe slide into the first round, Um, It just really depends on how, you know, tight ends are viewed in this draft. Right. I think Brock Bowers is the all world tight end prospect. I think he's a lock to go in the first round, but I don't think any other tight end um, is getting huge first round buzz at this point. Right. And when you look at it, I think Dalton Kincaid was the best tight end prospect last year and he went at like 24th, 25th. Right. So I don't see, um, you know, even though that is the first round. Right. There were a lot of questions about him going second round. But Sam Laporta was an all pro right tight end he was taken in the second round so i think you know the tight ends will really start to come off the board then you know and start and you know after brock bowers goes in the first round i think the majority of the tight ends will come off the board second round or later that's where i think jt sanders will go and obviously xavier worthy has first round speed you know he has first round uh play ability but i think you know in terms of uh you know playing the wide receiver position at a high level down in and down out there's some question marks that are going to keep him out of the first round, but it'll definitely be a second round pick. I think Tavondre Sweat goes in the third round. Um, like I said, there are some questions about his pass rush potential, but defensive tackle was too premium of a position. And Tavondre Sweat is just too good on tape to allow 96 picks to go by without taking Tavondre Sweat. And I don't think there's any way that Tarandre Sweat will be sitting on day three of the NFL draft and nobody called his name, right? Even if he's just a two-down player in NFL scouts' eyes, he'll be one of the best players in the league on those two downs. There's absolutely no way that three rounds go by without Tarandre Sweat getting drafted. I think Christian Jones will be a top 120 pick, right? I'm hedging my bet there. I know there's some, you know, intel and some buzz that he can move up into the third round, but I still think he's probably safer as a fourth round pick. Like if you were betting on it or putting your money on it or talking on a podcast that's recorded and going to be out there forever, right? I think Christian Jones will be a top 120 pick, which is something he probably didn't even expect coming into the season. So uh, he's done a lot of really good work to improve his draft stock. I'm hoping he can get it to the third round, but I think no question. He'll be a top 120 pick and will be drafted in the fourth round or earlier. I think Jonathan Brooks will be a fourth to fifth round pick. I think this is where some people or a lot of people will disagree with me, especially because how high he is on the running back boards. But I just think we've seen over time and time again um, that the running back position is really devalued. Right. And you're not taking these running backs as earlier um, as you would have in the past, because you can find a great running back in the latter part of the draft. Like when you look at the Chiefs, who I think will win the Super Bowl, Isaiah Pacheco, the starting running back, was a seventh-round pick, you know, and took over Chris Clyde Edwards' hilarious job, who was a first-round pick. Also, Jonathan Brooks, you know, not only is the running back position being devalued, but he's not healthy right now, and he can't perform any football, you know, can't do anything football-related right now. And so, you know, they say that he's supposed to be ready for training camp, but he tore his ACL in November. And if training camp starts in August, I'm not sure how that's going to happen either. You know what I mean? So I just don't see, uh, you know, somebody taking a first, second or third round pick on a running back who we don't even know if he'll be able to start or be ready to play at the beginning of the season. Right. There's no disrespect to Jonathan Brooks. I just think those first, second and third round picks are really valuable. And I I just don't see an NFL franchise using one of those on a running back who might not even be healthy to start the season next year. So I think Jonathan Brooks will go fourth or fifth round. He'll be a day three pick. And then I think Jalen Ford, Jordan Whittington, and Ryan Watts will all go fifth round or later, even if they're undrafted free agents. That's what I mean by fifth round or later. So like I said, we think I think we have eight you know Longhorns that are locks to get drafted in this upcoming NFL draft. And we will put 10 players in the league next year, whether it be from the draft or free agency from this 2023 roster, giving us that confirmation bias that this was the most talented roster at the 40 Acres. In over a decade. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Lockdown Longhorns, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day.